Welcome to the Empowered to Connect podcast, where we come together to discuss a healing-centered approach to engagement and well-being for ourselves, our families, and our communities. I'm J.D. Wilson, and I am your host. And today on the show, we've got a friend of the program, Darren Jones from the Karen Purvis Institute of Child Development. Uh, Darren's a longtime friend of ETC, but a longtime employee of the Karen Purvis Institute of Child Development out of TCU. Um, Darren, Amanda, Dr. Cross, the whole team um, were actually in Memphis this entire past week. Our teams got to be together um, and spend a lot of um, a lot of time uh, both enjoying each other's company, but also um, celebrating the work that's being done um, by the KPICD literally across the globe. And so um, 180 practitioners from all over the world came into town uh, and were with us in Memphis. And, um, and it was um, really, really encouraging to see and hear the stories um, that are happening across Across uh, the world as a result of TBRI, ETC, and uh, the various places that people are coming from um, to serve. And so uh, it was really, really great. And you'll hear a little bit about that uh, in this episode. Darren came on today to talk about um, Dr. Karen Purvis's big audacious goal. And I won't spoil what it was, um, but we want to talk about that because it, it, it really is remarkable. And in conversation recently, Darren mentioned it and, and uh, was sharing that story with um, some of our folks here in Memphis. And uh, I just immediately said, hey, we've, we've got to have you on the podcast to talk about this. And so he was kind enough to come on. And, um, and we chatted about a lot of different things, but um, that big audacious goal was one of the main things today. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is now, our conversation with Darren Jones from the KPI CD. So we got, like we promised, Darren Jones from TCU here from the Karen Purvis Institute of Child Development. And so um, if you've listened to us for a while, you know Darren is a good friend of the program. You've probably heard him speak at um, an Empowered to Connect conference or a Hope for the Journey conference or at TBRI training, um, at anywhere. You can catch him all over the world doing TBRI trainings. And so um, we wanted to have Darren on today to talk about uh, big big audacious goals. Uh, we talked about it the other day um, in a meeting we were having here. I heard him talking about Dr. Purvis's big audacious goal from back in the day. Um, and I just wanted to, to have him on today to talk about this and for us to just dream a little bit about what it might look like if you know the, the end results of all of our efforts now are reached. And so, um, so Darren, uh, why don't we just kind of jump right into it? Um, do you want to, for people who are uh, not familiar with that story, do you want to kind of share Dr. Purvis's, yeah, I think actually the term you use was big, hairy, audacious goal, but that doesn't right. uh, play as well. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. No, yeah, I could, I could, I could speak a little bit, uh, JD, about that. Uh, um, back in uh, 2016, you know, we lost Dr. Karen Purvis, who, uh, she and Dr. Uh, David Cross created, you know, TBRI. Um, but, but years before, uh, you know, having many convos with Dr. C, I call Dr. Cross Dr. C, you know, many convos with Dr. C, um, he and also hearing Karen during the time she was with us always talk about, um, you know, her dream was to bring hope and healing uh, impact, you know, the lives of, of ki kids all over the globe. Um, and so kind of an ongoing joke between Dr. C and Dr. Purvis, you know, Dr. Cross would say, uh, Karen, how about we just focus on Texas? You know, why focus on the entire globe? Uh, uh, but at that time, we didn't know. Uh, Karen saw something different, you know, in TBI and, and from all of the information that was taking place. And she, so she, 
she she was dreaming, but she she really meant that. Um, so um, fast forward, um, you know, when we uh, lost Dr. Purvis in 2016, um, we as a team here at the Institute decided to take Karen's dream serious. So um, we got to a place of saying, hey, um, how do we operationalize this? And part of operationalizing this was, um, you know, how do we uh, uh, partner with people? Um, our goal, our big hairy audacious goal was 25, 25, 25 partners in 25 uh, states and 25 countries uh, by 2025. So that's just a little, a little bit of, of beginnings of how that, how that started. Do you remember what the first step was where it felt like, oh, we're rolling now. Like we got something going here. As far as the 25, 25, 25? Yeah, or just like after that was kind of established, what, like what was the first moment you felt like there was some progress? Yeah, I think, I think one, of the, one of the first um, early on, we, um, we had experiences, you know, once Dr. Purvis was with us and having a uh, community-wide, you know, county-wide uh, collaborative. So in, in uh, Travis County, which is in Austin, Texas area, we started a, a collaborative for children. So uh, at that point, you know, JD, we had the, the goal was how do we have everybody who has a, a, a hand in the life of a child, a family, uh, speaking the same language, you know, receiving the same knowledge and information on the same page, making, you know, like-minded um, decisions, you know, for our kids and our families and our communities. So, so that, that, was, that was the beginning of it. Um, and, and so th to answer your question, that first time for myself uh, where I saw that uh, in connection with the, 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 the BHAG and, and kind of seeing it in real time is when we started to work uh, with the partner in the state of Louisiana and, and really to start to see, um, you know, with this new information and kind of vision um, uh, um, uh, the, the, that, that BHAG kind of rolling out in real time, if you will. Yeah. And for, for people who don't know about Crossroads and Ola, there's, there's the, um, it was kind of an organically started deal, right? Like it kind of started, um, with one couple really engaging. And then, um, you want to kind of tell people about their work now and kind of what, what it looks like for them? Yeah. Uh, Crossroads just, just briefly, I mean, it really started with, uh, in the home, you know, uh, uh, executive director of that organization, uh, Anna and her family, um, you know, uh, fostering and adopting, and, um, and 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 I always put it like this, JD. It started with uh, see the need, meet the need, um, yeah. which is which is foundational, you know, for, for for all we do. And then eventually, based on in-home experiences, personal experiences, um, you know, and then and her family started to say. Um, well, well um, with all of the resources that we have access to, um, we see these needs. Uh, we have TBRI, and it's been a part of uh, bringing some some hope and some healing in our household. But how do how do we get this to um, to everybody? So they they started an organization equipping foster parents, and then it went from equipping foster parents to working with uh, the Department of Children and Families. And then it went from children and families and and, and, and on and on to various parts of, of the system. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, I think that there's also now, like, it has become such a mainstay 
where they are. And, and for a lot of what, you know, what I know what you guys call ambassador organizations and, and the organization we are a part of here in Memphis, um, Empowered to Connect is, a, is um, you know, the parent org of three different programs. And one of ours, Safe and Secure Tennessee, um, is, is just getting started, but aiming to do a similar thing across the whole state of Tennessee. So I think one of the things that's been exciting to me is to think about those different systems that are in play um, and what what would happen if you're able to kind of and this is probably the wrong language to use, but infiltrate each of those systems with the right kind of training. So when you think about that, like, like what, what, what do we start to look at in terms of like, is there a best first system to attack? If you're looking at that, I want to, we want to make a difference in our city and we've kind of got, you know, whatever, we've got limitless financial resources at our disposal to do trainings. Is there a system that you feel like in y'all's experience globally here's the best first point of entry to begin working with systems change and kids and all that. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. That's a good question. Um, I went, I don't know if there's a first best, um, uh, you know, when I think about the dissemination of TBRI and the implementation of TBRI, um, I think, I think, Historically, you know, we've we've uh, gone after these systems or these different sectors, uh, different parts of the system. Um, I would say a, a first best is is kind of look at the, looking at the lay of the land of your community, you know, wherever you are in the globe, and 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 asking the question of uh, do our you know what I might say our um, uh, um, our, our, our first responders, you know our our parents, you know, of, of the kids in the, in the home. Um, and when I say parents, I'm talking, you know, biological parents, foster parents, adoptive parents, you know, grandma, grandpa, uncle, yeah. you know, auntie, cousin, uh, that community, people who are engaging uh, with the kids, you know, with each other, um, asking that question, do they have the info uh, from a training and the implementation, the knowledge, uh, some practical steps of putting things in practice in the home, uh, in the community, um, and, 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 go, and go from there. You know, kind of on the, on the back end of that, you know, I would say if, um, uh, you know, if, if, if we can't get that, you know, first step to the people directly in contact with kids every day, um, 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 and, and when I say directly in contact with kids, this is what I mean, J.D., you know, I'm, I'm talking about the folks who are with kids uh, when, 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 when Safe and Secure and, and, and ETC uh, or the KPICD is closed at 5 o'clock, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and, and yeah. on the weekend. But, but as far as, you know, uh, engaging with the various sectors or systems or organizations, um, we always say kind of follow your favor, you know. Um, who is that organization in the community um, that's, that's, that's ready. You know, they, they're ready. They see the need. Um, they're ready to get after it and meet the need. They're ready to, you know, educate, learn this, this, this new information and ready to take the steps, uh, toward putting it in practice. Um, and so, and I think if you, if you kind of follow the favor and, and go towards those who are ready, I think you bypass, um, um, everything else, (laughs) you know, and what I mean by, by everything else, if I'm coming to you and your organization and y'all see it and y'all, y'all ready to meet that need, um, um, every conversation thereafter 
is about what do we need to do to 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 get after it, you know, put put TBI yeah. into practice in real time and policies and protocols, you know, and the and the and the list goes on. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about the parent piece in just a second, but uh thinking through like, you know, we we try to get the first responders to parents. Um have there been situations where you guys have seen this? One of the most immediate, when you say first responders, one of the things I do think about is um, the immense need for better trauma response and, and uh, training with our, our, like what society would call first responders, right? So right, like right. those, you know, like got paramedics and police and firefighters and all that, like the, those that are showing up in the moment of crisis, um, are there places that you guys have seen that training beginning to take shape? And what does that look like for, for those systems to be affected by TBRI? Yeah. Um, I could, I could think of a couple, uh, just, just real quick. Um, the beauty in all of this, ever since Karen's, uh, dream, um, we're really starting to see TBRI play out in just about every context or organization or sector that you can think of uh, literally globally, you know? So, yeah. so, so one is um, right here in the state of Texas, uh, uh, Dr. C and, and one of our friends, uh, Randy Kaiser, um, who works for law enforcement in Texas. Uh, they've been, um, they've been in Tennessee. They've been a few places in Texas. Um, um, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, we were in convos with somebody, I think it was in Uganda, um, as well as in Ethiopia, um, they've, in Ethiopia, they've trained uh, in Addis, you know, all of their law enforcement, you know, in, in that city, in, in TBRI, you know, so, so pra- practically, um, they're, they're, you know, they're learning new information and, and practically figuring out how, how does, what does TBRI look like in practice, you know, in, in, in our, our community, you know, our context, our culture, um, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but uh, in Ethiopia, there was a, um, uh, uh, the training was on the news, you know, uh, saying that um, uh, law enforcement is being trained in this new model, which was TBRI. And, uh, and, and they interviewed one of the police officers um, and, and literally, I won't get this verbatim, um, but the, the officer said um, this information, TBRI, is helping us get down on the child's level and really get into the to the real heart, you know, of the of the child, you know. So for that to come from 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 law enforcement, is yeah. is beautiful. It's beautiful because, um, um, you know, um, our people in law enforcement have their own hurts, you know. They have their own history. They've been exposed probably to 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 you know who knows the level of trauma they've been exposed to. Um, how their relationships have been disrupted because of those stressors and, and traumas of the past. And, and they might be in it, you know, day in and day out. So of, of the people who might need this information most, you know, how do we get it to our, our law enforcement, you know? So, so that's one. And, and also the courts, you know, is, is, is another one um, that's been really beautiful to watch because all of our kids and families who've entered and engaged with the system Everybody has to come through the courts. And, and one of the things that we've learned over the years is that um, the court has a lot of influence, you know, and, and, and if everybody has to pass through uh, the court system, just imagine, and we have like in Shreveport, Louisiana, 
a court, you know, where, where the judge um, has has been a lead on raising up other judges and and attorneys and prosecutors and 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 it not being a um, uh, adversarial environment, but more of a connected environment. And and when yeah. they make make referrals out to the community of this mama needs to do, you know, one, two, three, four, five, you know, right. uh, they back up and say, wait a minute, we know about the brain now, right? Um, we know about neuroscience and biology and all of those things and trauma. Um, let's not get at mama 15 different check boxes, you know, um, let's, 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 let's start with the one where she, uh, they can be successful or if we're going to make a referral out for therapy or some type of, you know, uh, a program for the kid or the, or the, or the parents, let's make sure, uh, we know where we're sending them. Um, let's, let's not send them to a place that's, uh, uh, that might be do more, more hurt, you know, yeah. uh, than, than good. And so, and so what that means and what I'm saying, JD is, is through the courts, you know, uh, through law enforcement, um, that's, that's kind of the, the, the vessel or the, the way in which, that's where you start, and then you start to infiltrate, as you said, all of these other places that are involved in the community. So, all right. So, obviously, like you know, the, some of the some of the devil's feedback or <laughs> devil's feedback, devil's advocate point of view is going to be like, oh yeah, this is great. Let's take criminals and let's give them these like frou frou nothing penalties and not teach them any lessons here, like you know, at some point people have to be held accountable for their actions. Like that's what people are going to say in response to the court piece, especially. And, and I'm sure you've gotten that feedback before that criticism. And, and what is y'all's response to that? Like why, what, how would you, how would you answer that kind of criticism? Yeah. Um, I, I, th- I think, um, I think one JD, how, how we respond to that is, um, is really educating you know, folks about attachment, um, uh, cause, 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 cause this, cause this is the thing, you know, it's, it's difficult for, for me, uh, having learned about attachment to even, uh, um, you know, like the mindset of the criminal or, you know, this or that, the, the, yeah. the label, um, um, that behavior, is a result of something, you know, uh, the exposure to the toxic stress, you know, the trauma, uh, either the, uh, I always say many of our, our, our kids who've been impacted by trauma, they either never receive, you know, that optimal healthy attachment dance, you know, relationship, um, or it was disrupted along the way, you know, yeah. and, and it's that dyadic dance, that relational dance, um, that actually teaches us, you know, how to regulate ourselves or calm ourselves or to, you know, socialize in certain ways, you know, healthy ways to interact with, with, with people um, uh, ultimately teaches you how to meet your needs, you know. And, and, and so the thing about it is if I have nobody put me under my wing and, 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 and teach me how to meet my needs, then, then I figure it out, you know, my, myself. So I'll give you an example, J.D., um, and, and, and this sticks with me. I was, I was in uh, a few years back, and I just had a conversation a few weeks ago with uh, the, a couple of the people that were in this conversation originally a few years back. But I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in New Orleans uh, Juvenile Justice Department um, at their facility, and I'm sitting with about you know, 15 to 20 staff. And, and we're talking about trauma 
and, and how it's impacted, you know, kids, brain, body, biology, behavior, belief system. And, and so that criminal that you're talking about is trauma impact on, you know, behavior. Uh, uh, I mean, all the bees really, but behavior yeah. is what we, what we tend to focus on. And so, and so when we start talking about well, what happened prenatally, right? Um, uh, you know, how does trauma impact uh, prenatal, you know, uh, post, you know, once, once, once we're born, how does trauma impact us? And as we're going on and on, J.D., um, and many people can relate to this, Hurricane Katrina. We started talking about Hurricane Katrina. And we started talking about, uh, for, for in, 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 in the majority of the people in this room that I'm talking to in New Orleans were there where Hurricane Katrina took place. Yeah. So, so, so if you think about, well, if Hurricane Katrina was 2005, you know, and it's, it's like 2018, 19, you know, or even current day, and you do the math, um, a lady, a lady, I, I look over at the staff that was talking about this, and, and, and you can see the visceral response. Mm-hmm. And, and so, J.D., this, this is where I'm going when I talk about, you know, how do you speak to, you know, folks who like, you know, this soft, you know, uh, touchy-feely to, to deal with the criminal. When I talk about educate, it's, it's education is a part of bringing that compassion back, you know, yeah. and that understanding. So what was happening, as I look across the room, I see this visceral response in staff. And I see this one lady, she, her, her eyes are, you know, what do you call them? You know, you can see the tears about to come out of her mm-hmm. eyes. And, and I'm like, what's up? You know, talk to me. Let's talk. What's going on? And she says, uh, um, this, this is where the compassion and the understanding comes in, you know. And this is where the mind shift comes in about um, maybe these babies are not criminals in, 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 in what we, you know, have made them out to be these animals, you know. She says, she says Darren. Um, now that we're talking about it in this context and, and what we talk about, toxic stress, you know, trauma, natural disasters, relational trauma, you know, et cetera, et cetera. She says, um, all of our babies locked up um, uh, are Katrina babies, you know. So if they're babies and they're in the womb, you know, whatever, you know, during Hurricane Katrina, she's like, yeah. no, no wonder they holding up the liquor store. You know, if 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 they've been crying out needs all of these years, and and, yeah. and we we've either missed them or haven't met them, no no wonder I go hold up the liquor store to get my needs met, or I rob, or I cuss, or I fuss, or I tear up. So that's a long response to your question, JD. But but no, uh, that's yeah, uh, yeah. That that's that's it right there. And when people ask that question, uh, I tend to go on a rant because because we we have to shift. Where we see, you know, I always say, whether talking to the two-month-old, two-year-old, 12-year-old, 22-year-old, we got to shift the way we see our babies, you know, because it's all about the mindset. And and whatever you have in your mind, you know, your your head, it impacts your your heart and your actions. So I was having this conversation, and I I think it was with Troy McPeak, who, you know, he works with you guys. Y'all are tight as well. And uh, it was off air and I wish we'd been recording because one of the things we talked about was like, he was like, man, this is, this is compassionate. It's also, it's the smartest long-term play if you want to lower the recidivism rate and you want to be able to like fundamentally begin to change a community without just displacing people. Like we can obviously remove the people from a community and bring other people in and, and, and change stats about that community from a crime standpoint or whatever. But if you're going to like produce a change in the, you know, so to speak, like the the hearts and the behaviors and the compassions and the 
the long-term actions of the people, especially those who have generationally been affected by these different complex traumas, like to be able to establish, like to establish a system which is addressing the root issues is a smarter system than locking everybody up anyways, because all you're doing then is delaying those results further and further. If you have, you know, the, at the, so to speak, high justice, high uh, lockup rates, you know, big crackdowns. And, and is that is that kind of when you guys are, are working with, is that what is beginning to come out of some of these conversations for courts and, and for for uh, like juvenile justice departments that have, that have been implementing this for a while now? Are you starting to see some of those results? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, 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 you know, part, part of the results or the conversations being had, um, I'll, I'll talk juvenile justice specifically, is um, you know there there's there's a consequence you know if I if I if I'm a young person I go you know uh, rob somebody or you know commit a commit a crime you know the consequence is I'm removed you know current state you know the way we operate I'm removed I, I go to jail um, and 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 so and which is a huge con- consequence because I'm being removed from all I know you know and everybody I know you know yeah. what I mean. Um, and then I'm, 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 I'm put behind bars. Um, but the conversation inside, you know, facilities is this. We can't change uh, what happened or, or what caused the child to get here. But we can change uh, the way we interact with this baby while, while, while they're with us. You know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and that's where the, the relational piece comes from. And so, and so, for example, you talk about, you know, data um, as, as you implement, you know, uh, 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 TBRI, you know, attachment-rich, sensory-rich, you know, uh, trauma-informed uh, uh, model intervention is that in one particular facility in the state of Texas, um, in, in, the, in the first year of uh, training and beginning the implementation of, of TBRI, um, they they literally saw like um, um, and, and I don't want to misquote because I didn't bring the numbers with me, uh, sure. but it was it was it was it was like a, a, a eighty percent decrease in suicide ideations, you know, with the with the young people incarcerated, um, you know, seclusions uh, and, and meaning when I talk about seclusions, you know, I'm talking about having to put a child inside a, yeah. a, a, a room and lock the door for him to calm down, like drastic decrease you know, in seclusion because, because they started giving kids, you know, incarcerated weighted blankets to help them, you know, calm and regulate. Um, uh, they found themselves, you know, in this kind of contradiction of what well, we used to just, you know, lock the door and leave them in there. Now we find ourselves, you know, giving the kids things to uh, calm down and regulate or being in there with the kids, you know, putting them up under our wing to help them calm down and regulate. Uh, um, uh, because if they could do it on their own, they would do it, you know. Right. And, 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 and then, you know, another um, fascinating uh, data point with this group is, is in a year, again, a year of training and implementation of TBRI, they had like a, uh, I think it was around 200 and some thousand dollars cost savings because this is, this is what happened, J.D. They no longer had to send kids uh, to more restrictive environments where it was typically um, out of, you know, uh, their, their county or out of the yeah. state um, because they knew how to meet the needs of, of, of their kids right there, you know, in their own hometown 
which 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 saved a lot of a lot of a lot of dollars, if you will. Oh, so. Yeah. Uh, and I remember Troy saying that uh, violent, like physical interactions, you know, cut way, way, way down, and then verbal interactions like skyrocketed. And people were like, well, see, look, they're still doing verbal altercations here. And, and, he, and he pointed out like, yeah, they learn to use their voice. And so they're not fighting people anymore. They're just, they're, they're like fumbling through, like verbally yeah. solving these problems. Right. Yeah. Um, so here's one thing I think about, and this is why I want to circle back to parents. We talk about this uh, dynamic of like being able to affect a system. And so having a juvenile justice system where you go from wardens to coaches or, or wardens to mentors, um, and you go from, uh, you know, isolation rooms to like sensory gyms and um, family court systems where everybody's pulling the same rope. Um, and we kind of know that if the whole system is set up, so you got schools where, where teachers have calmed down corners and, you know, they're allowing for you know, maybe gum chewing or water to be a part of the day or dance breaks to give their brain breaks in place. Like we, we think, start to think about all those different components coming into play, but then you're headed home to an environment where you, you don't feel safe or where there might be some, some toxic stress like in, in perpetuity there. That sort of upsets the entire balance of the system, right? And so what, you know, what would be kind of your, you know, your big goal in terms of like, uh, the systems integrate, have you seen moments where the system integrated parent care as they're giving care to kids as well? And have parents been receptive to that? And how is that going? Yeah, yeah, for sure. We've seen it. Um, one particular uh, space uh, going back to, uh, I'll talk about a couple of places. Um, in one particular, in, in the state of Georgia, uh, uh, our friends in Georgia there's a particular, I, I remember showing up one day and it was, it was the coolest thing ever in this particular community. I was, uh, uh, it, it was like a monthly uh, training, you know, a gathering that they would do. And, and it was, it wasn't, it wasn't just for, for example, uh, foster parents, you know, um, um, at this organization, there was a table full of grandmas sitting at, the t- you know, in the front. And and um and I was getting blasted with questions, but it was it was good questions and it was good dialogue because these grand these grandmas weren't engaged in um the system per se, you know what I mean? Um they're more on the preventative end, and what they're saying is 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 Darren. Um um, you know, unfortunately, I'm taking care of my 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 uh my my grandbabies, you know what I'm saying? Um and 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 so we're just having a TBRI conversation, just talking through and walking through, um, uh, really, all the principles and strategies of of, of TBRI. I say that to say is is that at this organization, they found ways to tap into the community in which they serve, and it wasn't um, only after the fact of a family, you know, uh, uh, being, being engaged with the child welfare system, you know what I mean? And, and, and so, and, and, and then what you, what you find happening, JD, is that, you know, the group of grandmas, you know, which, you know, the matriarchs of the community, um, got mad respect in the community, um, uh, already got the relationships in the community. They, they start being the hope dealers, you know, and they start, sharing TBRI and, and, and much of it is uh, uh, what they already 
have been doing, you know, uh, uh, with their with their babies, and 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 then they get to a place of like, I wish I would have already known this. Like I literally yeah. saw a, a, a kind of a testimonial from a, from a grandma uh, that you know that I'm talking about, where she was like, I wish I would have known, so I could have shared this with with my child, you know, and and then you start hitting on that generational, you know, cycle disrupting that cycle, you know, that yeah. that we're talking about. There's another group um, uh, um, in Louisiana through the courts where, you know, once an advocate, you know, and it's not, you know, the typical uh, CASA, court-appointed special advocate, uh, they assign a TBI advocate um, to a family from day one of them entering into the courts. And the job of that person, you know, is voluntary, is they go through an intense training of TBI but their job is to walk uh, with the parent or the guardian, you know, hand in hand um, as they experience, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, the journey of being engaged with child, you know, welfare, which is which is which is hard, you know. Oh, yeah. And, 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 it's, and it's not just, again, you know, between nine and five hours. So right. if, if, if that parent or that guardian, that caregiver at, at 7 p.m. on a Saturday is having some challenges, hey, pick up the phone, you know, call your advocate. Or if they got a meeting, you know, call the advocate. That advocate is going into the house, not, not, the, not, the, not the parent coming to the office. That advocate is going into the house of, of, the, of the caregiver, and, and, they're, and they're having conversations or training or sharing information in the best way that that, that caregiver uh, is to receive it, you know, not based on Darren and what yeah. I think is the best way to give it to JD, but but what's the best way that that parent is to receive this information based on what they need and based on where they are, you know, on 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 their journey. And essentially, it comes back to what I said earlier, JD, around um, uh, see the need, you know, meet the need of of that parent. Because and I and I say this, JD, and we've talked about this before is um, um, our parents can't give what they ain't got. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and, and so, and, so um, and that goes for all of us. If, if, we, don't, if we don't know, um, then, then I, either, I either need somebody to share the info with me, you know, give me, give me the secret sauce that you're talking about, JD. Right. Share the secret sauce. And if I get the secret sauce, you know, I'm more likely to, to make some changes. But I, but I have to know uh, to be able to give you know, um, something differently than I've done in the past that might have caused some type of uh, um, challenges in my life. Well, and I think about, you know, some of the classes that we've been a part of teaching the ATC parent parent training classes, like there have been, um, you know, foster families who are, who are a part of that, who are then working on figuring out access for the parents of the kids that are, that are in foster care, um, how do I get this information to them so when they leave our house and they're accustomed to some new norms, they can go back into a safer environment with mom and dad. And I think that's, you know, one of the exciting things happening here is, is our work with DCA, with Department of Children's Services um, across the entire state when it comes to social workers and um, foster parents being able to um, train them in, uh, you know, our ETC. Like it'll be a Cultivate Connection coming up real soon. Um, and so, uh, when we, when we were looking at the, the large scale changes, like that's kind of, that's kind of, it, it, it ends up being sort of 
all of the above, right? Like, mm-hmm. where do you infiltrate first? It kind of sounds like it, you just go and yeah. you can try to just spray everywhere you can yeah. um, to get coverage. And so, um, you know, I think if there's people who are who are listening to this now, and it, uh, I think for probably half of us, we hear this and it's just super exciting. Like, this is awesome. We can do this. Like, we can get this material everywhere. And the other half feel completely paralyzed. Like, well, how in the crap are we going to, you know, get systems worldwide or whatever um, to, to jump on this. And so for people who are feeling paralyzed about this, do you have a good first, you know, what, what's a good first step for them to take to be, um, to be moving on this journey? Yeah. Um, I'll, I always say a good first step, uh, JD, is uh, start with yourself. Um, and, and so in, 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 in all, this is the pattern that we've seen at the KPICD. Um, whether it be in the state of Louisiana or Georgia or in uh, Ethiopia or Uganda or, you know, China, um, I mean, literally um, all over the globe, um, it always starts with one. And, 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 and it starts with one in very practical ways of starting to make change. And so, and so I would just say, um, don't, don't, um, don't feel, don't feel like you got to, you know, uh, um, change the state or the, or the organization, you know, in the day, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's not realistic, right? right. Um, but, I, but I can, as an individual, you know, look at myself and reflect and say, well, what, is, what does Darren need to do to start um, having some trust-based, you know, relational interactions? And so for, 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 for me, it might be um, eye contact. You know, it might be, well, I notice that, I, that when I'm interacting with my child or I'm interacting with people I work with or I'm interacting with, you know, um, uh, uh, a parent, you know, a guardian, um, that I have these, what we say, these, these piercing eyes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do I have a conversation, you know, with some, with some soft eyes? And, and this, this is the thing about it. It's those, what we call those, those micro interactions um, that impact these larger patterns over time, you know what I mean? So, so if I can have, cause, cause, cause relation, relationship is, is two ways, you know? And so if I can start just me and JD and just focusing in, um, um, before, you know, that, that secret sauce is going to rub off on JD and, and, and JD yeah. is going to start using it with whomever is, is, is your relationship with. And then eventually, you know, it just, it just grows and, and, and grows and grows. I, I want to give you a good example of this, JD, of uh, earlier when I talked about the work in Ethiopia in the law enforcement. Um, there, there was a, a, a it, it started off with like five people um, in the country, Ethiopia, who uh, uh, got exposed to TBRI. And in, and in, and in one particular uh, home, there's this... Uh, um, it's, it's like an emergency shelter for, for girls. Uh, so basically, girls who are uh, living in the streets, right, um, they can come to this home, and while they're at this home, they're safe, and, and the staff uh, are, um, you know, trying to identify their families and, and reunite with families and, and so forth yeah. um, to, you know, because there's been a lot of bad stuff happening in the streets. And... Um, so, so uh, uh, a couple of the staff start to implement just, just what I'm talking about, just taking it upon themselves to do what can I change just a little bit. You know, they start to have some, 
some individual changes in the way the interaction with the kids. And then before you know it, you start to see changes in the kids, the, the, the girls that are, that are there, you know, at this, in this particular program. And, and, and literally, right, uh, uh, law enforcement has always been showing up. The police have always been showing up, either dropping off kids, you know, right. what, whatever it is, you know. And so law enforcement, the police start showing up and they start to notice something different. Something different is happening in here. I don't know what the heck is going on, <laughs> right. but, but, but these are some different interactions uh, uh, based on what I've always seen, you know, uh, yeah. under, under, under this roof. And so, and so that's how it got to uh, um, uh, going back to the law enforcement and then eventually through conversation relationship, uh, the, the, the law enforcement leadership saying, well, we, we need to get this to all of the law enforcement, the police across you know, our, our city, you know, and then it gets to the place where it is right now to where child welfare, you know, the ministry of women, they, they, they start to notice, you know, the police trained and this organization. And they say, well, wait a minute, our child welfare system needs this information. You know what I mean? But my point being is, is, um, uh, don't, don't go for the whole, you know, uh, um, uh, just start small, and just taking one step at a time, JD. And we always tell people, um, um, uh, don't don't get caught up on the on the destination. Just enjoy the journey, uh, mm-hmm. because because it is a journey. And you can't lead somebody where you haven't been yourself, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you start off with all that, with the goal being, well, I mean, I'm I'm fine, but these people need some help. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you're probably you're probably gonna stay stuck for a while, right? Yeah. Um, man, that's awesome. Well. Any any final thoughts? Said so. We're kind of wrapping up now, and um, you know, any final thoughts from you as we're as we're heading out here? Like, um, you know, hey, I want you to pay attention to stuff happening here, or here's a way you can get better involved over here, or here's something that you could do to make a difference. Like, any any final thoughts before we go today? Oh man, uh, JD, that's all these good <laughs> questions. Uh, I think I think I think one um, uh, if if you. Uh, just in a few weeks, we'll be in y'all state, you know, in the city, yeah. in, in Memphis, Tennessee. So if, if people are in that area, we'll have practitioner training, a couple of events going on. It's just a lot of uh, uh, goodness, you know, happening uh, in, in, in Memphis and then across the state of Tennessee as it relates to TBRI. And, um, and, and, and for people in other states, you know, um, uh, seek out. Uh, either via our website, you know, and 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 find out um, who is doing what, you know, in in your community, and um, and then the last thing I say, JD, is uh, for the last several months, it's kind of been heavy on my heart. With um, you know, we talk about the beginning of this convo, even you know, like the different organizations and the sectors, and 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 I just want to just encourage people to uh, um, you know just don't forget, and from the beginning, you know, let's, let's include our parents, you know, our caregivers, um, um, the community in the planning, in the conversation, you know, as we talk about uh, transformation, you know, across uh, um, organizations, systems of care. Uh, um, and so just, just, just don't forget and, and, and include those folks, you know, from the very beginning. So, so yeah, that's what I have, JD. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you, man, and always good to have a combo with you. Yes, sir. 
Well, a huge thanks to Darren for coming on with us today and, um, and for the whole team from TCU. Um, it, it really was a joy being with them all week. If you see them uh, functioning from a distance and you wonder if they uh, really are who they appear to be from a distance, um, all I can tell you is they are. Uh, their, their entire team is really impressive. Um, and maybe one of the most impressive things about uh, that team is everybody is just about their business. There's, there's an unselfishness that exists because the objective is not um, to be out for their own fame or glory, but uh, to be out uh, doing the actual work. So tons of grit, tons of resilience. Um, even as you're listening to this, a lot of the team um, has left Memphis, gotten back home, changed clothes, repacked a suitcase, and they're off to a different part of the world now um, doing training in another country. And so um, the work continues. Dr. Purvis's vision continues to be fulfilled. And, uh, and, and aren't we all grateful for that? So again, a big thanks to TCU, to KPICD, uh, to Darren and the whole team for their cooperation with us, their partnership with us. Um, we're really grateful. Without uh, anything else to say today, that is it for us. So for Kyle Wright, who edits and engineers all of our audio, for Tad Jewett, the creator of the music behind the ETC podcast, and the entire Empowered to Connect team, I'm J.D. Wilson, and we'll see you next week on the ETC podcast.